0: Welcome to A Day of Prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me.
1: Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ. Through prayer, faith, and His Word.
2: Hello, I'm Promise. You're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, Kyla, can you open us up in prayer? Yes, I can. In your name, O Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and we thank you for the weather and that it's a gift from you, God, and we ask that you be in our midst as we continue to go through this Bible study, God, and that you stir up and inspire our listeners as well. In your name, O Jesus, amen. Amen.
0: All right. Well, welcome. Ready to get in the word? Yes. As we continue our study in Daniel, we're beginning in chapter 3. Can I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 7, please?
3: I will. Thank you, Nina. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height <laughs> was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura and the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, and lyre, and symphony, with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Mm.
1: Mm. Look at that. Thank you, Layla.
0: Yes, thank you. There's a lot in there. So, we're going to start with you guys, as we always do, and let you share what the Holy Spirit's revealing or speaking to you about in this. And of course, if there are any questions, please ask.
1: Go ahead, Layla. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: With this section, I was kind of reminded of what we just read. That was Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. I was reminded of 1 Samuel 5. Um, we'll start from verse 1 and 3, 1 through 3. It says, I'll give everybody a moment to flip there. I'm sorry. You. You were You were ready. Oh,
1: it's all right. That's Except good. Samuel what, Layla?
3: Chapter 5, verses 1 through um, 5. I think 1 two three. 1 through 5. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: said what she said.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. We're ready. Go for it.
3: It says, Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the Ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon falling on its face to the earth before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose early the next morning, there was Dagon falling on its face <laughs> to the ground before <laughs> the Ark of God. The head of Dagon and both the palms of its hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it; therefore, neither the priest of Dagon nor any who came into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod to this
1: day. Amen. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Good morning, Layla.
4: (laughs) (laughs) She's awake and a half. She sure is. It's
1: all that chai latte she had. Two. That'll do it.
0: Clearly. (laughs) All right. So, what? Explain. What the Holy Spirit was revealing to you in that scripture. How the ones that you just read in First Samuel relate.
3: So in both First Samuel and Daniel, we had the priest of Ashdod and we had King Nebuchadnezzar both setting up images for themselves. And they both did it before the Lord. And we saw in First Samuel how when they put the Ark of God in front of Dagon, he fell over because there's no other God that can stand before the Lord. And so they're all cast down and we read later that every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess the name of Jesus. And we see it here with these images that these two people made. No, they're not the only ones that made images in the time the Bible was made, but just for the correlation and they are both destroyed and laid out before the Lord because nobody can stand. There's no other God except for him. So you can't expect to make an image out of natural materials and expect it to stand and
1: be God.
0: Mm, Absolutely.
1: Amen. Thank you, Layla.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, uh, exactly. What you you said is correct, right? No image, no other God, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. Can stand before the Lord. Now you see in the example, the examples, one that we read in Daniel, and the one that you read in First Samuel. It didn't matter if it was to this uh to Dagon, a mythical god, if you will, right? Yes. Or what Nebuchadnezzar is doing in this moment and in inserting himself as a god. Right? And making yes. an image, which let's let's go back to what we were just discussing in chapter two. Isn't that the exact thing the Lord was dealing with him and discussing? It was about idols? Yes. And idolatry? But yet here he is. He has clearly given the orders to have an image, a, a giant image, constructed with his image. A, an image, a a structure, right? Yes. Fashioned together, bearing his image that people were supposed to bow down and worship. And not only that, but clearly there was additional planning. Because what else does it say? If you really read what's, what's said, there is already built in the consequence. So this has been thought out. It's been planned out of what will happen to those that disobey the order of the king. And, and by that, I mean, don't bow down to the image, this golden image. Hmm that the king had set up. So you, there was planning. It already determined that there were going to be some that rebelled or that would not follow those orders given. And they had a penalty for it.
1: Hmm. Does anybody else have any thoughts that they wanted to share?
2: Uh, kind of like how that was mentioning that they already planned out that someone was going to rebel, so they made a penalty. Mm-hmm. So it just reminded me of some previous days ago. Okay. Some days ago when we were talking about the dream and how the devil was trying to use that to get rid of the, yes yeah, on friends. Mm-hmm. So the Lord's showing that this was also one of, fairly like one of those things.
0: Explain what's what's the thing?
1: Making like an attack. Okay. So the, the enemy was planning an attack on. Is that what you're saying? He was trying to yes. use, take an opportunity. Yeah. To try to do what he does: steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got? Was that it?
2: Oh, I also had a question. Okay, Okay.
0: what's your question, sir?
2: What's a satraps?
1: What are satraps? Satraps. Let's look up the the definition of a satrap. Uh Let's see. A satrap is a provincial governor in the ancient Persian Empire.
0: So do you understand?
1: Yes. <laughs> so even though they said governors, but maybe they were governors that went by a different name. So they called them the satraps because at the same time they're also a mixture of many groups of people that have been conquered mm-hmm. by Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon. So you know each of them has their own name.
0: Yes, whatever terminology they use to describe the that mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yep. What else? Charles, you have something you wanted to say, Kyla?
2: No, I have something for the next section, though.
1: Oh, okay. Me too. Okay, let's let's look at one thing real quick. If we go back to chapter two, and we're looking at the dream that he had, when chapter two verse thirty-one, when Daniel got the revelation from the Lord, he said, "What? You, O King, were watching, and behold, a great image." What do we see in chapter three? A great great image. image, A great image, okay? And Uh this great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. The image's head was of fine gold. Its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron. So what is this image made of? Fine Gold. Gold, okay. And it goes on talking about the hands and the feet and what they were made of, etc., you watched verse thirty-four while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay, and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff in the summer threshing floors, and the, the wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. The stone was struck with the image. I'm sorry. The stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the earth. And then when God tells him about the interpretation it says, verse 37, you, O king, are the king, are a king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom of power, I'm sorry, a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And whenever, wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand. And at the end, it says, you are this head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours, Then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. So kings always wanted to see the duration of their legacy. They didn't want to see it come to an end. That's why they were greeted with, "O king, live forever. Right? Yes. So God told Nebuchadnezzar through a dream that he pondered for many days and was very sick over, if you will, lost his sleep and everything else and became aggravated. You're this gold king. You're this gold part of this great image. And what did he make? A gold Gold image. God told him that another kingdom was going to arise and ultimately remove him for another kingdom to arise. He understood because his kingdom arose and took the place of someone else. So for another kingdom to arise means that he's going to be displaced. So what is he doing here? He built the whole thing of gold. He didn't mimic fully what God said. He said, no, I'm going to be king forever. And then the threat of going, if you don't fall down and worship it, ah, that's going to tell me who the silver kingdom is. So I can root him out right now and stop this from coming to pass.
0: Because let's also take into account. This is at the, oh, well, you, if you will, uh, like a better way to phrase it, inauguration ceremony, right? The, they're dedicating this. How did you phrase it directly? Yes. The, all these heads of state, governors, whatever, gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So this is right from the get-go, right off the bat. At the very beginning of this, you're supposed to be dedicating the image, and you already have a plan in place. And as it says in verse 6, whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. That's not typically how Dedication feasts and Or inaugurations Occur, right? It's usually a time of rejoicing If something does occur Or happen, right? And an incident, an event it is dealt with usually after So as not to spoil Or ruin the event Does that make sense? Yes,
2: yes. yes.
0: But not here Immediately after saying this is what you're going to do when you're going to do it, it's also stated what the consequence is Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or the penalty for not following the king's orders.
1: So, you know, oftentimes when God gives us insight, God shares something with us. He gives us a gift. He gives us um, foreknowledge of something that's going to happen. It's always for us to bring that thing to him, to honor him with it, right? Right. Not to take it and corrupt it or twist it or try to make a plan to defeat God. Because God said, these are the things that's going to happen, right? And that was the interpretation of his dream. That um, And God actually preaching Christ to him mm-hmm. in that dream, a kingdom that will never be destroyed. That's, of course, that's God. That's Jesus Christ. That's talking Amen. about his his stone. We already you know, we discussed that at the last Bible study. But instead Nebuchadnezzar hardened his, hardened his heart and refused and took what God said to him and twisted it and corrupted it to try to make something else to worship in place of God. That's no different than what Lucifer did. Right? Yes. In the beginning, when he was still Lucifer before he he became Satan. Or in that process of becoming of him becoming Satan. So it's important that we bring all things before the Lord even in our even if we weren't trying to set up an idol and God spoke a word to us does he mean for us to take it into our own hands and try to make it come to pass no okay and if it's a and if it's a um a warning a word of warning like change your behavior or these things are coming this is what's going to happen if you don't even in that he wants you to place your hand in his come and submit to him change your behavior and then go the direction he wants you to go not exclude him not set up an idol not um, especially try to defeat God because that will never happen it's never gonna work but you could clearly see here he's making this image in response to the dream and the vision that he had and and, and yes let's also
0: consider something else time had passed right? You don't just construct an image of this size mm-hmm. overnight, mm-hmm. right? That takes time to build. In I order to build it, you goal. have to have plans, right? Like mm-hmm. there, there has to be, um, well, today we call them blueprints, All right? There has to be a plan that everyone is following in order to carry out the construction of this image, mm-hmm. never mind the time before that in order to I'll say, come up with the idea to have an image built. So, and, and I say that because at the end of chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar praises the Lord, right? Yes. He bows down, he worships him, he acknowledges God and who he is. And, and this is why I bring this up. We have to remain with the Lord. Not just a one-time thing, but it's about remaining with him at all times so that we aren't drawn away by our own thoughts, by vain imaginations, mm-hmm. and in so, as a result, or in so doing, set up idols for ourselves, mm-hmm. or attempt to, as we see here with Nebuchadnezzar, insert ourselves in the place of God. Absolutely. But remain in submission to our Lord and Savior, mm. to the Father.
1: Yes, indeed. Amen, honey. There's always, when you keep this in mind as you're thinking about reality and truth and the world around you, there's always a dynamic going on in the unseen realm, right? There's God who is doing and working his plan. He's always been God. He's al- He will always be God. No one will dethrone him, if you will. Uh-huh. So God is already, always and already doing what he said he would do. Then you have the plan and the work of the enemy, trying to work counter to God, and um, his, the the enemy in the various capacities is a usurper. So he's always trying to usurp, steal, take authority to try to keep, especially when there's power involved over a kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. You keep in your perspective Adam in the garden who had authority, who had dominion, trying he usurped that tricked him out of it. Well, actually tricked Eve, and Adam gave it over willingly. But it's always an attempt to coup and to steal power. Um, but then you have people that are working in the midst of that who are most times unaware that God is speaking to your heart, but the enemy is trying to sway you off that course to now have some a vessel to enact through. God is always going to win. He's already declared it. So... But there's multiple dynamics happening all at the same time. And there's big pieces and small pieces to that. Okay, let's pick up at verse 8. You ready for that, honey? Uh, Yes. Okay. Verse 8 through 12,
0: please.
3: Okay, I'll read it. It says, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we see, oh, go ahead, sweetheart. Go ahead, Charles. You've been waiting. Go yes. ahead. Let's hear it, Molly, It's
5: probably more so what you're about to say that you That's could tell right. that the gold image was him because they said they did not pay due regard to him. Mm-hmm. He's,
1: okay. super, he's projected himself onto it, right, because he's trying to defeat what God mm-hmm. said. He liked part of it, but not all of it, but he wants to live forever, that kind of deal. Uh-huh, go ahead.
5: And what I found truly interesting when I was t- listing out all the instruments that were played together and that when they heard it, they were supposed to bow down, it was showing me that he was trying to assert total dominance, saying everything is going to be in harmony and unison to what I want in the moment. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to be wrong. It's all going to be exactly as I dedicated and mm-hmm. wanted to be. Mm-hmm and then when the people came to tell Nebuchadnezzar that uh, his plans were forward, essentially, you could... Wait, I don't think it... Wait, one second, please.
1: That's okay, go ahead. Take your time. Oh,
5: yes, and like... Was it chapter two where we're talking about how people normally want to get rid of their enemies? You can see that, or people that are they find to be of more importance so that way they can rise to the top. You can mm-hmm. see that the people, that's what they're trying to do inside of this moment. They're trying mm-hmm. to get rid of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. That's why they specifically named them out and what they came to deal with them.
1: Right, because mm-hmm. they have been placed in a, uh, in a position of favor and high esteem because they chose to serve the true and living God, and God promoted them to a place that no one could touch them. You know, the, the Bible mm-hmm. talks about in Revelation that, God has the keys. Jesus has the keys, and he Amen. shuts doors, the keys of David. Um, he shuts doors that no man can open, and he opens doors that no man can shut. And um, the, was it the high priest when he was talking about, um, in Acts, when he was talking to the disciples about them preaching in the name of Jesus, and he said, be careful, lest mm-hmm. you find yourself fighting against the Lord. So there's an awareness and perception in some places of God is doing something. You better just stand back because you don't want to be on the other side of putting yourself, you don't want to be in the place of putting yourself in opposition to God. He's going to do what he wants, get his will accomplished. Mm -hmm. Now, there's permissive will that he allows us to walk in and share in, but the ultimate goals will be accomplished. Make no mistake about that. And for that, we can have confidence. But um, what I was going to say is You see the other part of the dynamic coming up. I just mentioned before we started this section of the chapter, how there's always multiple plans happening at the same time. God is doing what he said he would do, Mm -hmm. right? He's already working his plan of deliverance because he's already, if we look back at Jeremiah, he's already given his word concerning these people. And we've talked about in the previous um, chapters that Daniel was walking in that prophetic word that he had. He believed God. He mixed his faith Mm -hmm. with it. And now he was engaging in that that covenant and that promise from the Lord with his behavior and his actions. First he purposed not to um defile himself. Right? Honoring God and trusting that God you said that if we come here and we are cooperative with you, if we cooperate with you, you're going to bless us. So he was enacting and engaging in that and God was doing responding. Right? He tapped into that flow. Here's the current of God. Hey this current is here, but you've got to tap into it so you can stand on the shore all you want and go. God help me, God help me. But until you get into the current, you're not going to have the outcome that you desire, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so God is already He has already started speaking into Nebuchadnezzar's life because He's already said, "This is my servant. I'll I'll take care of this one." But then you have the enemy coming to oppose that, right? Working through his flesh and fear and dependence and reliance upon other gods, false gods. Um, they're doing the mediums and the soothsayers and the, you know. Yes.
0: Sorcerers, astronomers, yes. or astrologers. Right. They're yeah. doing
1: all kind of witchcraft as a part of his his um, practice. He's allowing all these things to exist around him. Finally comes to a place where he acknowledges God after this dream has been revealed and interpreted. But now he's hardening himself, kind of like Pharaoh again double down like no but i'm god boy i want to be my own god i want to live forever i want to do this and now is resisting the lord but all of that has been orchestrated by the enemy right yes Yes. and you know we reference back to the beginning in the garden very often because we look at how god set things up It, it shows us what the intention of god was and it also shows the intention of what the enemy does uh-huh. and, and what happens so we're not something and someone different than what was in the beginning we're we're human humankind we're mankind so um in the beginning god said this is your standing this is your what you do this is how you carry yourself and then the enemy came in well wait a second did god really say that oh he's just trying to keep something from you right the dream that nebuchadnezzar had was to call call him God calling him to himself to repent. There's something bigger than you, but the enemy's going, but you're supposed to be living forever. You're king. You got to do this on your own. Mm -hmm. Right? So you see that same kind of dynamic. And then the accuser of the brethren shows his face again. Exactly. They rose up to do what to the children of to to accuse.
0: Let's also look at the when. How does verse eight begin? It's the first four words.
3: Therefore, at that time.
0: Okay, which time?
3: Oh,
2: was so as soon as
1: we set the Narakanizer set the gold image up.
0: In the midst of the dedication ceremony,
1: mm-hmm. and I would say the more opportune time. Exactly that's how the enemy that's likes how, to work. That's right?
0: exactly it. Mm-hmm. And then who came forward?
3: Certain Chaldeans.
0: Okay. So let's let's look at a couple things. Right. Let's recall a couple things. I should say. Where did Abram, later to be Abraham, come from?
1: Chaldea. Chaldean.
0: Ur of Chaldea. And yes, the Lord said that they were Jews or Hebrews, right?
1: Later,
4: yes. Later. Mm-hmm.
0: And they, he multiplied them, the Lord did, prospered them, protected them, right? all of that. There was a complete disregard, if you will, for lineage here. They just saw someone in power, someone that, well, yes, these people were conquered, right? And then brought back. They were conquered, why? Because of sin, because of iniquity. Brought back to the place that they started from, Hmm. right? Uh, Babylon, exactly. Mm -hmm. Brought back to the place they started from, but then the Lord's still providing for them and puts them, well, what's it say in chapter 2, at the end of chapter 2? Daniel petitioned the king, and as a result, he sent Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Right? Yes. So, you were going to say something?
1: Yes, I was just going to say that's a wonderful dynamic to think about. You saw the times where um, when Adam fell from his covenant, God reset it again with noah and then later on jesus in the garden reset that covenant and did what was right by god in the garden made a choice to to serve god and not his flesh and then you see here god is resetting them you know that same kind of i called you out of or the chaldeans i called you out of there and at you know and he already told jeremiah i'm going to call you out of there i'm going to bring you back so he basically said did the same thing again i just thought that was a you know, wonderful picture of how God does things and the dynamic here. God's like, okay, come on back. Now let me call you out again. That way you're clean and you can go forward and Mm -hmm. and do this right.
0: And be blameless, spotless, without Mm -hmm. blemish or wrinkle before our Lord and our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. So you see the same thing happening there, but also if we look at it, and I'll say in in human terms and natural terms, this is supposed to be Nebuchadnezzar's day, right? And now he can't even enjoy his day because someone has rained on his parade, as it were. Right? Mm-hmm. You see all those things mm-hmm. working here. But well, that's why we're to be, well, I'll say we're to be at peace. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's the Lord's peace, not peace like the world gives. Right. If Nebuchadnezzar had arrested in the Lord, one, right, this image would not have even been built. No. Never mind forcing or attempting to force everyone to bow down to it
1: they do something wrong right exactly
0: mm-hmm. and then even in that nebuchadnezzar still doesn't have joy or peace his entire day is ruined because there is an uprising if you will or that's how he's looking at it mm-hmm. because people won't listen or adhere to his commands yeah but it's also for our own <laughs> lives right now these Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and Azariah Mm -hmm. made a choice. And it's the same choice we all have to make as Christians, as believers. Are we going to obey the laws of man? And we should, right? The Lord tells us to honor those that are in Mm -hmm. authority over us, right? As long as. As long as they do not cause us to violate the Lord's word. That's right. And clearly this was a violation. And this is one of many, right? Even at the beginning, when Daniel and his companions, these three, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, came to Babylon, they had determined in their heart not to defile themselves, mm-hmm. not to separate themselves from the Lord while they're being tested again. Mm-hmm. At a different, in a different way, but at the core, it's still the same thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Will they, right, and that's for each of us. The devil doesn't always come in the same way, in the same manner.
1: Same category, but same, different. Exactly. Different. The uh, approach
0: is different. Yeah. All right. It still comes, if you will, it still comes down to the same thing. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm-hmm. All right, as described in, in John, First John, I believe. Right, But here's, here's the thing, and this is the choice that each of us, as believers, as Christians, have to make. Are we going to be obedient to the Lord, or are we going to be obedient to man? Are we going to allow what man says to override what the Lord says? That's a choice that each of us has to make for ourselves. What are you going to bow down to? The Lord and Savior? Of all the earth, of all creation, or man, which, as David says, is but a vapor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that is First John, honey.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but now you can also look and see at the core of this accusation. It's repeated, exactly what we read in the first seven verses, right? These people reminded King Nebuchadnezzar, of what the law and the decree was, you could almost argue, if you would, that this was the plan from the beginning to accuse them.
1: Well, they'd probably been waiting for a time because they had been blessed. You know how that's Mm -hmm. what God does. He, he, He elevates us when we humble ourselves before him. He says that he exalts us in due time. But that the people will see that we're his people, we're called by his name and they'll be afraid of us. That was a part of the promise in Deuteronomy twenty eight. Mm-hmm. When we hearken and diligently obey his voice, he's gonna do that too for us. And of course, naturally people are gonna be jealous. Absolutely. People are gonna be jealous and the enemy is always he came he looks for an opportune time. Yes, and so they said, "Here's our chance. We've been wanting to get these people out of here. How and here these young guys coming here, taking over, getting promoted, and I've been sitting here scrubbing dirt for fifty years. It's my time. It's my turn to be in charge. Yep. I want to get close to the king. I, I've been eyeing that seat at the <laughs> at the gate. I've been eyeing that seat in the um over this province, and these I want it now.
0: This is the way an attempt to get it right, but mm-hmm. at the core." of this, like I said, there was a plot, if you Mm -hmm. will. Yes, Satan, the adversary, the devil, used people to stir up a plot in an attempt to accuse, or not in an attempt, but to accuse the Jews, specifically Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Yep. You can see the exact same thing Later with the one person left out of this group, and that's in Daniel. That's who I'm talking about, and that's in chapter 6. We haven't gotten there yet, so I'm not going to go into, into depth, right? We're going to get to that, and we're going to discuss it. But you can search it out for yourself, right? You can look at it, and you'll see the similarity. The The one thing that they wouldn't do, or they wouldn't bow to other gods, regardless of their place, their position, right? all those things. So where was the place that they were attacked? Not bowing to another image, to another in God. The
1: belief of God.
0: With Daniel in chapter 6, it was what? That nobody can pray to anyone or anything else, right? And Daniel prayed. That was his, his structure, how he structured his life, his custom, his habit, his practice was to pray three times a day to the Lord. He was attacked in the exact thing that he had. Chosen for himself to do. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Not defile himself. Stay before the Lord. So
1: the very thing that caused him to be blessed, exactly, and exalted,
0: was the exact same place that they were attacked. All of all of these
1: that the enemy tried him.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so we shouldn't be unaware of Satan's devices and what he, how he attempts to attack us. His, his plans, his methods. I'm not saying we have to study them out exactly. I'm saying seek the Lord, his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will reveal them to you. He takes from the Father and discloses it to you, mm-hmm. reveals it to you.
1: As we keep our eyes on the Lord, he makes known to us the strategies of the enemy. You see that um, with mm-hmm. Elisha. He was telling the king that there was a king that was coming against Israel and he was just sitting there. He's talking to Elisha, talking to God. And so, yeah. God's telling him all the secrets. And then he reveals them to the king of Israel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were able to thwart the enemy's um, plans and advances. And he's like, hey, which one of, you know, the, the foreign king that was coming against them asked, Who, what traitor is there? Who's telling my battle plans? You know, who's who's on the enemy's side here? And they're uh-huh. like, nobody, king, They but they've got a prophet that talks to God. Like, <laughs> what do you expect from us? <laughs> right? So, <clears throat> Our job as believers is to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, keep our heart in sync and in tune with him, and let him be who he is. Let him be God, the one who mm-hmm. knows the secret things and reveals them to his people. I believe, Was it Amos that says he doesn't do anything in the earth unless he reveals it first to his prophets? Is that where that is? Um, <coughs> might be. Let me look that up real quick. Yes, is Amos chapter 3. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals the secret to his servants, the prophets. But each one of us has the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us now, Amen. who does that very thing, guides us into all truth, and shows us, shows us things to come. So when you're focused on him, and your heart's in his hand, and you're in tune with him, and it's your business, your will and your pleasure to do his good pleasure in the earth He'll tell you what the enemy is trying to bring across. He'll lead you in prayer to prayer to... <laughs> I say that word with such a <laughs> twang at the end. Sorry, I just hurt myself. Um, he'll lead you in strategic prayer, and he'll help you guide your life wisely to thwart the enemy.
0: Right, not to avoid it, right? Because you see <coughs> excuse me, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah didn't avoid the dedication ceremony. They went. They just trusted the Lord.
1: But they were able to defeat. Exactly. Reign over, rule over. God leads us into triumph.
0: Exactly. From victory to victory.
1: That's right. So it doesn't mean that you cower away from and shrink back from dealing with the enemy.
0: But stand.
1: But you stand and that means you go through it. God doesn't allow testing to come. He doesn't even allow it to come our way unless we are suited, equipped, trained up, and ready to defeat it. These young men were ready for this testing right here. They were prepared according to how God sees things. And he says, yep, you've got all the wisdom you need. You've got all the skill and the knowledge and understanding you need. You've got all this, my spirit you need. You've got all mm-hmm. the counsel you need. You've got all the... Um, camaraderie, like, you know, how we need iron to sharpen iron. We, yes, we have the yes. body of Christ, which is many members knitted and joint together. You've got the portion, strength that you need to stand in this. Here it comes. You're ready to conquer.
0: Now you just have to stand, right? The exact same thing that, well, I'll say the one good piece of advice that Job's friends gave to him, right? The thing that he encouraged others to do so often, right, was to stand. And then they, one of them said, now you have to do that thing. You have to stand.
1: And what we mean by stand is not just stand there twiddling your thumbs. (laughs) We don't just mean be in in the space. We mean use the weapons of of your warfare, the spiritual weapons that God gave you. We mean engage actively, engage in trusting God and confessing his word with your mouth that he is who he said he is, confidently expecting God to do what he said. Now we understand we have a flesh, and Jesus, even in the garden, in reigning in his flesh, sweat great drops of blood. So we know the flesh is tempted to be scared, it's tempted to be weak, it's tempted to be um, shrink back because it doesn't like pain. But, 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 we are also told to rule over that element just as our Lord and Savior did, to go ahead and press through to come out on the other side. God didn't make us of those, we're not of those who shrink back. Amen. And we're not, we're not... um antagonists or aggravators either they weren't going hey king your, your thing is stupid and you know <laughs> sure. they weren't looking for they weren't peeking over the fence while he's building this thing and throwing rocks at him and aggravating him and being outside of the love and the grace of god but when they were faced with it they stood up they stood their ground they kept their confession they maintained their confession or their positioning in christ which mm-hmm. is what we that's what standing is as a believer amen and doing things that honor and walking with the holy spirit doing things that honor god and the the same the same holy spirit that shows us things to come will also tell us in the moment what we should speak it says don't plan a conversation don't don't think about ahead of time what you're going to say and how you're going to respond except to go i'm going to respond how Jesus tells me to but he said the holy the holy spirit will give you what you need to say in the moment and he is so good, he is so wise, that he's able to give you wise counsel that the people that hear it are not able to resist or defend against. Use, you have to use the weapons of your warfare, but in order to use them, you have to know what they are.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And you have to be committed to the fact that they are good. They are satisfying. They're able to get the job done. God's grace is sufficient. You have to trust that what he gave you is suited and suitable to do the work that is ahead of you.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And we will pick it up tomorrow. Alright? Yeah. Someone to close us out in prayer, please. I will. Alright, promise.
2: Lord, I just thank you for asserting your dominance above everything else in this world and giving us the words. That we speak so that we can be alive in you and not dead in sin. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Amen.
0: Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ.